Hey, 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 welcome, 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 welcome to the last podcast of 2019 coming into 2020 and the last podcast of the decade, the 2010s in the books. That is a wrap. That is a wrap. Now, for me, it's a little weird because I'm doing this a little in advance, you know, scheduling and such, making things a little difficult, but we're going to navigate through it and do the damn thing. Hope you guys are doing well. This is not rocket science, the podcast talking about the intersectional relationship between business technology and culture. This is Sean, your host. Hope you are doing well. Hope you have an awesome had an awesome Christmas at this point, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or uh, Boxing Day, if that's your thing. If you're out in the UK, they're doing Boxing Day. Um, hope that is all going splendid, Mary Poppins. But um, <clears throat> for real, it's New Year's Eve time. Hopefully you're out celebrating, getting crunky, crunky, crunk to bring in the new year, the new decade, the new everything, 2020. But since we have a couple days left in old stanky-ass 2019, we might as well do a rundown. So for this episode, this episode, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. This is kind of a bite from the awesome article on TheVerge.com where they kind of did this massive massive rundown of the entire decade of the biggest flops of the 2010 in the technology sector um it was really interesting i read through it there's a lot of things that i forgot about um of course they brought up things like fire festival which is unforgettable um but the, you know some of the early early er 2010 t- gadgets like uh, playstation Vita or Vita, you remember that thing? Or like the healthcare.gov fiasco when Obamacare got passed for the first time and then they launched that broken ass site that did not work so nobody could get their Obamacare on. There's just all, it was just a really interesting article. It's the main uh, cover story on theverge.com right now. You could just scroll through it yourself. Um, it's very long because they have 84 different entries. You know, there's stuff like Google Daydream, uh, the Facebook phone. Who remembers the Facebook phone by HTC? You know what I mean? I, these are just blasts from the past at this point. Things, some of the things I didn't even know existed, like the ISIS mobile wallet. I had no idea what that was. But the fact that it's called ISIS is pretty damn funny. 
um, and it came out in 2012, which I think was right at the beginning when all that ISIS stuff was kind of kicking off there. So uh, things like that, you know, it's a good comprehensive walkthrough that shows all the tech gadgets that were just complete garbage. So what I did is I just isolated a few, bunched a few together, and these are basically the five things from the 2010s to the 2020 that were hot at one point, maybe the start of the decade, and are now completely irrelevant. I just find it interesting. You know, that's what this show is kind of about. It's kind of like how culture dictates trends and how technology and then business in light of technology gets kind of layered into it. That's kind of like at the epicenter what we're trying to talk about here. So I felt like a quick little rundown on these failures would be a bit appropriate to send out the 2010s and welcome in the 2020s. 2020 just sounds cool. It sounds futuristic, right? That's like the first decade that I've lived in that actually sounds like the future. Yeah, it's 2020. I think um, it's because there was an album I listened to in early high school called Deltron 3030. And it was this like concept rap album about this futuristic, uh, I guess, like post-apocalyptic um world i guess that uh this character named deltron's living in really good slept on classic old school rap album it's with del the funky homo del the funky homo sapien the guy on a well he was in the group uh shit what's it called this is how we chill from 93 to souls of mischief there it is. He was in Souls of Mischief. I didn't even Google that. Swear to God. And then he was on the Gorillas, uh, Clint Eastwood. That finally, someone let me out of my cage. Anyway, it's him on the album with uh, a couple producers. It's Dan the Automator. Very good. But I'm sidetracking. I'm sidetracking. Um, let's get right into it. Send out 2010s. Get step into this future. All right, we're going to start off with... To me, this is like the most synonymous uh, product that went from totally irrelevant to completely irrelevant. So I'm not going to do like a countdown, like five, four, three, two, one, whatever, whatever. This ain't no cable. There's no budget for that. We're going to kick it off with Blackberry, right? Who remembers Blackberries, Crackberries? They were the rage. I remember when I was in college early college and um that was kind of when black like iphone too rich for me too rich for me if you had iphones you had a stock broken daddy or a real estate slanging mom you were on some rich shit if you had an iphone back in 2007 2008 but smartphones were starting to get big having a browser on your phone was like this awesome awesome perk and um, it was all about blackberries, crackberries. Um, I had one very briefly. It was my dad's old phone. He got the slicker, newer one, and I took his old one. Um, but I didn't really use it that long. I switched to a an NV, an LG NV eventually. But, uh, yeah, BlackBerry, 2010, they were doing well. Um, 
But their problem was they didn't focus on their strengths. They started to go all over the place when the threat of Apple and eventually Android started creeping in. And really, I mean, their story is nothing that interesting. It's a misguided product strategy. They went from having a really nice core product to creating things like playbook tablets, shipped without email clients, according to Verge. This is all, like, all this granular stuff, I'm I'm just, this is the Verge. It's not me. The opinions are me. These content snippets are totally the Verge. FYI. Not trying to be a thief here. Um, but basically, yeah, they, they just an- announced flat product after flat product after flat product because they went really horizontal. They tried to compete with what Apple was doing, with the iPad release. They're trying to compete with Google. And they just can't do that. They're a smartphone hardware company that, you know, basically took the Palm Pilot blueprint and ran with it, but then got the smackdown laid on them when Apple got light of where the future of smartphone was going, where the future of hardware devices that are more mobile-friendly than a laptop were going. And, uh, yeah, that was about a wrap from BlackBerry. They didn't really focus on the thing. The one thing that they did well, they just tried to compete with everybody and got smacked. And now no one has a BlackBerry. Nobody has a BlackBerry. I also think the rise of apps kill blackberry having the google store and the apple store where everyone downloads apps was a big 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 blow for them once um the dust settled and with smartphones everyone was either in the apple camp or the google slash android camp uh, and there was really no it's kind of like the political parties right there's no space for a real third party there was for a hot second blackberry was kind of going all wig party on us for a hot second and then that faded out real quick so that's to me number one is the hotness of blackberry in 2010 to them becoming completely irrelevant now that is it uh next up Another big one that happened over 2010s was kind of major tech companies going through puberty. What do I mean by that? I mean these major companies like Amazon and Google trying to do things that are outside of their lane. Facebook, too. Um, examples of that would be the Amazon Fire phone. Do you guys remember when Amazon released a phone? It was a piece of shit. It was the Amazon Fire phone full of like half-baked gimmicky software uh terrible user experience from a a usability standpoint and you know there's just no room for it and at the time this was before voices and alexa really took off so this was like amazon trying to like jump into the hardware game but not really knowing what they're doing they don't have the years of built-in learnings that apple and uh Google have and HTC and all these other smartphone companies. Um, so yeah, they're just kind of stuck in their own thing trying to push this like fire concept that in general now is kind of weak sauce. No one really messes with fire sticks too much. I mean, some people do, but they're so cheap. Um, but it was funny. It was, this was kind of like, I think around 2015 ish. I could be wrong. I'm not looking that up. I, I think I remember it around that time. 
And this is kind of like Amazon going through puberty, trying to become a hardware technology company and not a company that just slangs drop shipping online. Kind of like when they first scaled from being a bookstore to a full-scale product e-commerce store back in the early, early 2000s. Um, and yeah, it just flopped. They eventually found their lane, sticking with drop shipping, going into other business verticals like grocery, things like that, even though that's kind of been uh, a little bit of a uh, hiccup for them too. But And then going with the Amazon lockers and being just more of a logistics shipping enterprise and also a voice uh, technology company, particularly for e-commerce. Right, They eventually found that as their lane, but they had some flops around the way, and the Amazon Fire smartphone was a big one. But now they're all up in voice, going all in on voice, and voice at the time was kind of a blank slate, so it allowed them to kind of start from scratch and not play catch-up to the heavy hitters in the smartphone industry. So that's kind of where they stumbled there, but... That was the deal with Amazon, but like, you know, other companies did it in their own way. Google, Google Plus. Who here remembers Google Plus? That piece of garbage. I remember when people announced that, when people announced that, when Google announced that, and it was like a big deal for a hot second. I think everyone signed up. Like, everyone had a Google Plus page. Nobody used it. Everyone was like, oh, this is going to be the next Facebook, and then it went nowhere. Um, Other than I think they had like a small cult following. That was all about Google Plus, supposedly. And then they had their data breach issue, and that, which forced them to shut it down, in the, I think, earlier this year or last year. And uh, that was a wrap because they got data breached on a platform no one used. So, yeah, that was Google Plus not realizing they're not a social media company and they're trying to be a social media company at the time because Facebook was taking off. But then Facebook came out with their bullshit smartphone thinking they're something they're not. All these companies are trying to find themselves. They're like the kid in middle school that one day is rocking like, I don't know, back in the day it was like, you know, FUBU with Tim's and the new Aero Yankee fitted. And then the next day they went to Hot Topic and they're rocking the Metallica shirt with the black nail polish and wearing Janko jeans. These are all very dated references. But when I was going through middle school, this was kind of like what was hot in the streets. Um, And it just reminds me of that. That's what these companies were doing. They're just trying stuff out, finding themselves. And, uh throwing up some stanky-ass products in the process. Um, This kind of ties into the next one. How about Facebook's brand perception? Wow. Talk about going down the drain. I think no major company from just... uh, I don't know. So there's BlackBerry, right? BlackBerry as a company just felt... just collapsed down the stretch. But Facebook, they're still a giant, right? They're still a giant when it comes to actual business, when it comes to portfolio companies that they have, when it comes to their stock, sort of. But point being is they're not BlackBerry. They're not a completely washed-out company. They are a very relevant company with their ad software suites and uh, you know buying Instagram, buying um, WhatsApp, all these other products that are now their lifeblood of the company because the interesting dynamic with Facebook is how the actual core product of Facebook is now 
you know, for old people to message the Olive Garden about their customer service problems. That's kind of what Facebook core is now. But you have Messenger, you have um, the ads, you have Instagram, you have WhatsApp, you have all these other things that are very, very relevant, st- relevant still. Um, but you have Facebook, the thing, being an old, outdated piece of garbage. And on top of that, your CEO, his rep, is now also becoming uh, a piece of garbage, right? With his talks about trying to pair Facebook with free speech to give them the window to run bullshit political ads that are just pure propaganda and le- allowing Facebook to be a propaganda machine in order to keep their PNL sheet clean, you know, due to like Peter Thiel consulting with Mark Zuckerberg and getting, you know, rubbing elbows with Trump and all that. Like, this dude ruined himself. I mean, for sure, don't come across like being an alien in real life anyway, right? Like, for sure, fix that hairline. And, you know, maybe get a haircut that doesn't look like a toupee or like, you know, there's just some baseline things my man could work on. Um, I don't think he really cares. And that's totally fine. But it doesn't help from a brand standpoint. And then, yeah, just how he is positioning Facebook as a company these days. Good luck, my man. Good luck. The question is, is their portfolio so strong that they're still going to grow in spite of their CEO not looking so hot right now? Um, That's the big play starting in 2020. It's will Facebook collapse due to their own internal issues or is their portfolio so strong that they're too big to fail at least in the next 10 years? We will see. But that's the interesting thing with Facebook. Because 2010, Facebook was still riding high. Facebook was still the shit in 2010. And, uh, yeah, collapsed down the stretch, too. But they built a much stronger base than BlackBerry. Um, Which brings me up to the next point, right? Which is thinking your data is safe-ish. That's been one of the bigger changes, right? Um, at the beginning of 2010, we kind of knew we were getting a little loosey-goosey with all these passwords we had, all these accounts we had, but we weren't thinking of the big picture. We weren't thinking of, like, data privacy and getting hacked. Like, everyone was like, oh, you can get hacked, but it was just this thing you said, like, you can get hacked. But um, the amount of breaches, whether it be Google, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Equifax, remember that one, get your $120. Did anyone get their $120 from Equifax? I didn't think so. Um, now the proof is kind of in the pudding, right? It's like we're just a bunch of whores getting used for our identities at this point. And everyone from the tech company side of things, you know, no one wants to get hacked. They're trying. Everyone has security teams in place. But the guy you're hiring or the girl you're hiring to be on your side is just one person and there's always going to be someone else a step ahead of you and a lot of times that person might be in russia and they're just they're just better you know i mean it's just a war going on and uh i think at this point it's pretty clear to me that data breaches are always going to happen there's no amount of investment that's going to help because it boils down to a talent issue at the end of the day 
And some of the most talented people are, you know, kind of anarchists or, you know, kind of criminalish in their behavior. And it is what it is. But data breaches went from zero to 100 in the 2010s. And uh, this idea that thinking your online identity is safe is just getting less and less. But we're also kind of just accepting it more and more. Why? Because convenience always wins. So if some new startup comes up with this thing to make all of our lives easier, we're going to hand the data over as a whole. Not everybody. But as a whole, as a society, that's just how we've been behaving for the past 20 years now. So in the past 10 years where we know this might be an issue. So I don't really anticipate anything changing. I just kind of see it getting worse. Not to be all doomy and gloomy. I just, you know, more companies, more digital presence, more data shared online, more data breaches. It's kind of common sense, right? Um, And then the other thing is some of these companies we're signing up for, we are just getting duped dupe city this was a decade of technology hustles and to me that is probably the biggest overall trend of the 2010s the technology hustles whether it be firefest which is sort of technology based it was i mean it was all through like you had to buy all the passes through the stupid website and all that whether it's firefest whether it's instagram hustling and you know being startup bro like Work from the beach doing Facebook ads. Like those people, that's a hustle. On a bigger scale, you got Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos with the blood tests at home. Remember that? Remember that? HBO did a whole movie about it. There's the best-selling novel, Bad Blood. Great book if you're looking for a read in the new year. It's a book that goes way into depth about that Theranos hustle um, that the HBO movie is based on. Um, so that you know that was on a massive schedule that made her the uh, highest paid female, quote unquote, self-made billionaire in the world at one point, and now she's just basically your average criminal. Um, you also remember Movie Pass? That was a little fishy, right? Movie Pass, which was up and down in about a year. Just because the business model didn't make any sense whatsoever. And then, of course, of course, how could we forget the blockchain companies? The blockchain and the AI companies. There was, remember, so before the blockchain thing really took off, there was all these fake AI companies making fake AI hardware for, like, AI-based toothbrushes and stupid shit like that. And then that created a segue into this whole blockchain crypto hustle made all those coins moon at one point um people were just coming up with any garbage product idea and attaching the word blockchain network to it and you know trying to get funding whether through silicon valley whether through crowdsourcing campaigns or whether through my favorite um initial token offerings right where you can get the tokens early at the quote-unquote best price um yeah it was all one big hustle from 2012 ish to 2017 into 18 the hustle game was through the roof and my prediction is next decade 
the dust is peace. I don't think, I think everyone kind of knows what real AI is versus bullshit AI. Everyone knows kind of where blockchain's heading. We don't know exactly who the winners are and who aren't yet. But the idea of all these stupid coins taking off, we were sucked into some bullshit. It's kind of like when you're the kid and you go to the arcade and you get sucked into playing some stupid game for like, five hours and you blow all your money that you got working at the snack bar on some one stupid game because the lights just kind of got you or you know the older person at the casino playing the one stupid slot machine forever as a society when blockchain got big we kind of got sucked into that hypnotized trance of uh, false dreams when it comes to getting rich quick schemes and uh yeah but what's to me, interesting about it is there were no one was safe, right? It was everyday people getting tricked, VCs in Silicon Valley getting tricked, CEOs at uh, other companies thinking about acquisition plays can get tricked. I mean, real estate moguls getting tricked. If we want to talk about WeWork, right? The rise and fall of WeWork, which is still happening in real time right now. Um, you know, no one was safe when it came to the hustles this year. But what is funny is in the blockchain uh, sector, there was actually money-making potential. So this isn't at the start of this decade, but in 2011, buddy of mine went on the Silk Road. Remember the Silk Road? Um, and, you know, bought some banned substances. What did he buy it with back in 2011? Oh, Bitcoins. He had 200 Bitcoins, and he bought his uh, illegal substances with them on the Silk Road, which got shut down. And uh, now at one point, he had $200 in Bitcoin. And uh, I remember talking with him about it at the height of the Bitcoin bubble, and he was saying how, like, it just felt scary. It was like you didn't want the Bitcoins because you felt like you had some. What's funny is he was buying something illegal with it, but the Bitcoin at that time himself felt scary. Like he didn't want it. He just had it and he had to have it and he wanted to get rid of it as quickly as possible. But uh, yeah, what's funny about that is I did the math. If he kept those 200 Bitcoins, he would have made about a million dollars if he sold at the height of the bubble. I told him that and he got very sad very quickly and then just kind of laughed it off but hey man this was a decade of internet hustles i think in general the internet was going through this stage of transitioning into something else i don't think that else is 100 percent defined yet but um i think we at least got all the bad ideas out of the way that's kind of how i look at it but uh it's interesting it was an interesting decade I think the 2020s, the future, it's going to be an interesting decade again. Um, I think some of these major companies that we still know about right now are going to go bye-bye on the wayside. And to me, Facebook, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think Instagram's going to be the hotness forever. Um it's interesting what China's doing with TikTok, something to keep an eye on, but I don't know where we're going. I'm not trying to be the Nostradamus of technology or anything, but uh, I think there's going to be less 
hustles, less major flops, and less major technology companies having a lack of self-awareness and trying things like creating smartphones when they know that is not their lane. So yeah, I'm going to end it there. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Thank you guys for listening over the past year, past year and change now, almost two years. Uh, We're going to keep this thing going into the new year, see what happens from there. Um, but as usual, if you guys have any comments, questions, hit us up at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com or on Instagram, haha, <laughs> funny, or Twitter at NRS underscore show. I probably should have talked about Twitter too. I mean, they had a big decade, but anyway, only so much time. Um, thanks guys so much. Have a good one. Happy holidays. Happy new year. And see you in 2020. All right. That's it. Peace.